What's good, y'all? Welcome back to the Playmakers Corner podcast. I'm your host for today, Simon Villanos, and we got requests part 33. We got requests from all over the country. All of these kiddos are seniors, so class of 21, just so you know. Uh, we got two running backs and two defensive players on deck, and so we're going to start on the East Coast and then go West. With all of that being said, here we got Jalen Bynes, the defensive end from Notre Dame High School in New Jersey. He is six foot, two hundred ten pounds, and he is a D two commit to Franklin Pierce University. So congratulations to Jalen on that. So let's go ahead and jump into you know the things that really really make him a standout player out here over on the east coast so number one he's just very fast for a defensive end and to be honest he could probably play linebacker with that speed uh most likely outside linebacker maybe a little bit of inside linebacker but i really do think that he could be especially good off the edge you know there just aren't a lot of offensive linemen in my opinion that i feel like will be really able to just hang with him speed wise so that's probably his biggest strength, in my opinion, there. Uh, his speed, for sure. The next biggest strength uh, that Jalen Bynes has over here is that he just has a good variety of block-shedding moves, and his hand-fighting um, is very good uh, coming off the edge and working inside as well. He did show that he could, you know, pass rush interior or, well, from the inside and still get pressure on the quarterback, and those are all very good things, you know. That's really a deadly combo. Just having good speed and agility and then being able to have a good number of pass rushing moves so you're not just a raw prospect out there. While he is working outside or inside, you know, he's always going for the ball as well, right? Um, you know, this is something that a lot of defensive players do nowadays anyways. You know, Von Miller kind of started this trend, I would say, or well, maybe he didn't start it the trend or what it is today but you know he was a big component in this but you know those strip sacks right going for the ball and just knocking it out rather than going for the big hit you know just go for that fumble right and you know Jalen Bynes he does that he creates a lot of those turnovers and you see that you know time and time again coming off that edge you know he's a heater coming off that edge and then uh just you know having active hands and trying to hit that ball away if he can't get a good hit on him you know and he, that's a very good habit to have in my opinion there uh obviously you want to see him wrap up and all that and he does a bit of that but you know forcing turnovers that's never a bad thing in my opinion so there you go and then last but not least, uh, last couple of notes here that I made about Jalen that I really like about his game is that he just has good sideline to sideline speed. I don't think there are a lot of running backs who could really beat him to that edge. Uh, you could probably hang with some wide receivers too, uh, with all that being said as well. And, you know, that's kind of insane. You know, he could really just maintain that contain by just being athletic by just being out there really because there aren't a lot of athletes who can match his athleticism out there and then last but not least this is a very good thing that i like to see and it makes a lot of sense and i'll get there in a minute there but he just gets pretty good leverage on a consistent basis you know he just gets low he gets underneath those pads and really just manhandles people who are much bigger than him and you know that comes from his wrestling background from what i know i believe he's a pretty good wrestler as well and you know wrestlers always do a good job of getting that leverage getting lower and driving and all of that great stuff and so 
honestly here there's a lot of good habits that i see here a lot of things that i look at and i'm like dang you know i wish my d1 guy could do that or this d1 commit could do that you know uh, all together he's probably as polished as they come coming out of high school but you know what let's kind of talk about his uh you know some areas of improvement slash negatives here so number one I think, in my opinion, his size is the thing that's holding him back from going D1. Uh, obviously, he already went D2, so he's fine there. I'm sure he's happy at the school that he chose and whatnot. But, you know, probably one of the bigger reasons that he went or that he didn't go D1, you know, is that size. And honestly, I get it. You know, he's a wrestler as well, so it's kind of hard to you know, get down to that weight class and, you know, manage your weight and all that at times for sure between just wrestling season and then the off season, which is also happens to be football season for Jalen. So I get that's real tough there. Um, but, you know, six foot two ten, that's definitely a little bit lanky. We're not lanky, I should say. It's just not as probably big as he could be. And, you know, that's that's a little bit of a problem, right? Being a six foot, 210-pound defensive end, that's definitely a little bit of a problem. Now, if he had 20 pounds on him and he was a DN or even an outside linebacker, like if he was a six foot, 210 linebacker, I think on paper that would look a bit better for him as an edge rusher. But still, you know, you got big uh, offensive tackles or like 300 pounds or whatnot. And, you know, you, you got to have a little bit more weight there. A little bit more strength and you know that's kind of the other thing I have here uh, strength I'm gonna say it might be a problem but it's just because I'm looking at the level of competition and all that and he has time to put on weight for sure like I said um, you know he is a wrestler so he's getting through that but I just think that level of competition it's it's uh it's a little lacking i mean you know it's new jersey so it's not like texas or a place where they got a bunch of big like 300 pound dudes just walking around who could also move and so i think strength may be a thing but i don't doubt that he can work on that that's not exactly the biggest problem a person could have just working on strength and getting more powerful and putting on weight so i think he could do that for sure the other thing that does concern me is just his lack of pass coverage film. And look, I know he's a defensive end, you know, edge rusher for sure. But, you know, versatility is everything, right? Um, it would have helped to even have some zone coverage or some maybe some quick man-to-man -man stuff out there, you know, just for scouts to see and whatnot. And I don't doubt that he can do it. In fact, with all of his athletic abilities, I feel like he could probably be a pretty solid uh, pass coverage type of guy. But I just didn't see it. And so I'd like to see him work on that too, because, you know, really versatility is everything, whether it's uh, trying to start early or trying to get play time or trying to, you know, just get more highlights and get stats up. You know, that's a big thing. Versatility really controls that playing time there. And so that's something that I would like to see for sure. Lastly, um, not the biggest deal, but you know, tackling could be a little bit more consistent. Uh, he, there are times he arm tackles a little bit and whatnot. I kind of mentioned that earlier with going to the ball and trying to get those strip sacks. And, you know, that's fine. But I'd like to see that be a little bit more consistent. Like I said, this is probably the least uh, or the smallest concern I have about Jalen Bynes here. Altogether, I do think he's a great football player. I think Franklin Pierce is getting a heck of of a defensive player um, on the D2 level over there. And, you know, off that edge as well, you know, Jalen, I think, could 
potentially be a three-year starter. You know, maybe take a redshirt year uh, or even another year after that to put on a little bit more weight, learn the playbook and all that stuff. But I think he could be a very good player over there, potentially someone who could be a next-level player as well. You know, there are just a lot of things I like there. Obviously, there's the whole strength size thing, but... You know, that's kind of an easier fix than some other things like learning technique or, you know, having a good football IQ or stuff like that. And so um, a lot of upside for Jalen Bynes, for sure. A lot of upside. So we'll just have to see. But moving on, we're going to go over to the great state of Texas and talk about a safety linebacker over there. Coming up next. All right, welcome back to the Playmakers Corner Podcast, and we're going to pick it back up and talk about this safety, box safety slash linebacker, and, and I'm just going to be honest, I'm probably going to mispronounce your name, and if I do, you know, apologies, it's nothing personal, feel free to come onto the show and correct me, but Aomidi Akronmade, or Akronmadi, from Travis High School over in Richmond, Texas, he is a box safety slash linebacker, 5'10", 195 pounds. So I'm going to kind of talk about his background here and then start with airs of improvement first. So he is a box safety, and that is not a bad thing at all because this guy does a lot of very good things there. But before I talk about that, he is a safety, you know, 5'10", 195. That's not, I mean, it's not a bad weight, but it's not as heavy as he could be to potentially be even a linebacker but with that being said i am going to classify him as a safety and so i wish that i got to see more of him in man because i would have liked to see his technique more and how he you know just fared uh going 101 with some of these tight ends and receivers as a safety and honestly with that being said you know i just didn't see him a lot as a cover guy over in the back or even at the front man to man you know he really didn't play a lot of man or zone in some of the film or in the film that i just combed through and looked through and i was just trying to find pass coverage film you know you i just didn't see a lot of that and so in my opinion the fact that he is used more as a box safety really could mean one of two things here number one that's the system um that's just where he was at that's where they put him at and that's that or number two you know maybe he's just not as efficient back there as he would be up front as a box safety linebacker type and you know that's a little bit concerning because like i said really like i always say here versatility is everything if you could cover if you could be good against uh you know man to man if you could be good against the run and all that stuff if you could pass rush those are all pluses if you could do more things than one and you know i just didn't see him cover a lot and so that in my opinion is a little bit of a concern if i'm at college uh i would have to you know probably take a closer look at that and be like okay can we bring this kiddo in and just see if he could cover um because you just don't see a ton of that also right now i don't believe he, or he has committed to a college yet i'm not sure but i do believe he does have a couple offers here so there you go but anyways uh, that's probably my biggest concern just about you know his coverage and all that i would have to take a better look at that i won't say it's bad because i feel like he can be a solid cover guy but you know that's definitely something that i'd need to take a closer look at if i am a coach the other concern here the other thing that i think he can actually work on is just his size i think 
he could actually be a very good linebacker on the D2 or maybe even FCS level, but he is undersized. He's 5'10", 195. In my opinion, if he could make 210 pounds, I feel like that'd be an excellent playing weight for him to be at if he could maintain his athleticism and play as a 210 linebacker. That's just my honest opinion. I think he could be very dynamic just with his athleticism and all of that intact. I think that's the biggest uh, deal there. So there you go. But let's talk about the positives here. So number one, obviously, he's very good against the run. And you could tell that he does his film work. He just does an excellent job of getting into position, stopping the run, filling those lanes. And he sees it. You know, he has great vision there as well. Also, he's not afraid to get physical. He may be kind of a smaller player, but he'll get in there and he'll make a point for sure. And so love to see that. Another thing that I saw that was actually pretty surprising was that he flashed some very good hand fighting and good block shedding. You know, he has taken on old linemen and performed very well against them and just pass rushed them. And, you know, for a safety to do that at 5'10", 195 uh, in Texas, that's a rarity. You know, you don't see that every day. And so to have that skill set, you know, that's interesting. That, in my opinion, that that is why I'm thinking he can be a better linebacker on the next level than safety. So... There you go. Uh, another thing that I really like is that he's excellent in zone. You can tell he's very aware, aware and covers very well in zone and just takes away options, you know. Doesn't really cover the backside as a zone player, but, you know, as a mid-zone type of guy, he just does a very good job there. Um, and you love to see that, you know. He just shows off a lot of good IQ playing his zone, and he plays it pretty tough. He's also a fundamentally sound tackler and has great agility. Uh, and he's just a sideline to sideline guy with good speed, you know. That combined with him just being a good tackler just makes him a tough, you know, defensive player to have in the box. And, you know, they're definitely playing to his strengths there, I would say. And they did a good job putting him in a position to succeed because he did succeed time and time again. And so really... You know, there are a lot of good things to like about this kiddo here over at Travis Bend High School in Richmond. Uh, he just does his thing against the run. He's tough. He's fast. He's athletic. It's all stuff that you like to see. But obviously, there were some concerns about his man-to-man -man coverage, how he would fare in the back, you know, playing zone and all that. And, you know, honestly, that wouldn't be as big of a concern if he just played linebacker. You know, and so with that being said, I know he has a couple offers. I'm not sure if he has committed yet, but I think maybe if he was to play a little bit of Juco, he could probably get some D1 FCS offers, assuming he puts on a little bit more weight and completes that transition over to linebacker, because I think that would be a little bit more uh, well suited for his skill set there. Either way, very talented player, you know, and we wish him the best of luck moving forward. Coming up next, we're going to go to the West Coast, uh, California specifically, and talk about some running backs. All right, welcome back. So right here, we got Malik Parker-Williams. He's a running back from Del Campo High School over in California. He is 5'7", 190 pounds. And as of right now, I do not believe he has any offers. He probably has some looks for sure. But, you know, he did play in California and their season uh, just ended actually recently here. Probably a week or so from the time I'm recording this. So 
That being said, let me go ahead and talk about the things I really like about Malik here. First things first, you know, he does have a pretty small frame, but he is a tough running back who has the talent to make up for it, in my opinion. Um, he just runs low with a good center of gravity and can be a little tough to tackle at times. You know, he's a bit stocky at his height and weight. Um, in addition, he has solid footwork. In my opinion, he has a very good vision, especially in the red zone. This is something that I really like to watch. You know, he put a bunch of red zone situations kind of at the beginning of his film. And it just showed him, you know, weaving in and out. And showed how good he is in red zone situation and how his size doesn't hold him back at all, you know. Um, in fact, he could be pretty lethal in the red zone. And that was something that I like to see, you know, just someone being able to score, right? Having that ability to, you know, have a nose for the end zone and just getting in there in the most efficient way possible. He just runs so efficiently, you know, he sets up his blocks well, he hit those holes pretty hard as well uh, whenever he sees them, so he doesn't dance around too much, don't get that twisted at all, doesn't dance around too much, but he will hit those holes and, you know, really make the most out of each situation, and you know, that's really what you love to see out of a smaller running back, just scoring a bunch and, you know, doing their thing and making up for it in other areas. Uh, and then lastly here, um, this isn't the only thing, only couple things that I love about him, but this is something that uh, I definitely have to acknowledge. He has solid top end speed and can be a pretty good change of pace back out there. Uh, and, you know, I'm going to bring this up right now because we're going to go into the areas of concern slash improvements here. But I believe, in my opinion, he was a little bit more explosive and a little bit faster his junior year than his senior year and you know a lot of things go into that covid first off not knowing if you're gonna have a season being football ready all that stuff i i don't know like just in my opinion i feel like he was just much more explosive and faster his junior year probably because he was a little bit uh, lighter as well and that's fine because that shows me that he has some really good potential there as well but you know, with that being said, I am a little bit concerned about his frame, and it's not because I don't think he's strong enough or if he could take on a whole workload, because I think he can. But, you know, being a 5'7 running back with below average top end speed, or average top end speed, I shouldn't say below average, average top end speed is kind of a hard sell. You know, um, and that's just because, and I'm going off of his senior film, you know, so just looking at his senior film, him being a 5'7 running back with um, average top end speed, that's just a hard sell in general. It's hard to justify all of that with the scholarship, honestly, you know, and to be honest with you, Malik here probably is uh, more of the type of player that will need to walk on somewhere and prove himself and just be a baller. Forget the height. Forget all these numbers, you know, the 40 times, whatnot. Just get out there and ball out. I think that's really what he needs to do here because there are a lot of things here between his vision and his footwork that I really like that you, you know, it's just hard to measure uh, statistically. It's just hard to measure. So there you go. But say he goes this route, right, and continues to put on weight. I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing either, right? He has solid speed. I think he'll be fine. He's not slow. You know, he's not slow by any means. Um, and he has solid speed. But, you know, you gotta you gotta make up for, you know, your frame and whatnot in other ways. Uh, continuously, right? Because he does have some things here that I really like. But I think he needs a little bit more here to make up for his frame. And so... 
say he was to put on some weight, uh, become stronger and be a tougher running back because I'm not going to lie, there were times he was, you know, arm tackled and that's not going to fly. I feel like he needs to be able to break those. But, you know, if he was to get stronger and, you know, he's a tougher back with really good vision and he's much stronger there, I think he could be really good. You know, I think that works just as well as being a fast guy as well. So, you know, it's really up to him. He could either slim back down and get faster, get into football shape or more football shape, right? Or he could be a tougher power back. So there you go. Uh, and then this is the other thing. This is probably the thing that is the most concerning, you know, athleticism and all that. I think he will find his football playing weight pretty soon here. So I'm not super worried about that. But the biggest, bigger concern, I would say, is that he just doesn't have a lot of or any um, blocking film and then barely has any receiving film, you know. So versatility just seems a little limited. And, you know, honestly... If he showed he was a great blocker and great and good receiver, uh, I'd feel a little bit better about that. Now, it doesn't mean he didn't catch anything out the backfield because he did. You know, a couple of swing passes, screen passes here and there, and that's fine. I feel like every running back should be able to do that. But, you know, I'm talking about more complicated routes, lining up as a receiver and all of that. If he could have done a little bit of that... You know, and I know that's not completely up to him because of, you know, the system and all that. So I don't actually blame him for that. But if I can see a little bit of that, or if college coaches could see a little bit of that, that could, you know, help his stock out a lot, actually. Like I said, versatility is everything. And so I'm not going to say that's exactly a weakness uh, because of the lack of it, because that's not his fault at all. But that's something that I would like to see if he was out there. If I was to bring him on for a tryout, I'd love to see if he could be able to block, if he could receive, and all of that great stuff. So, there you go. Um, all of that being said, you know, he's probably a D2 guy at best right now. I'm saying right now. Maybe a D3 NAIA guy right now. And so, I think for Malik here... His best bet would probably be to go to a Juco, right? There's some California Juco's, and those are cool and all that, but maybe even go out of state for a Juco, because that might be even a better deal than going to a Cali Juco. And I'm saying that because, you know, number one, I feel like he just needs to get, you know, he needs to find that sweet spot, you know, with his weight and all that stuff and speed and athleticism and all that great stuff. I really do feel like he needs to find that sweet spot there and then go for it you know go from there and it never hurts anybody to have some time to develop to get better all of that great stuff and you know honestly even at this point asking him to play another season in the fall after already playing in the spring might be a lot so that rest might actually be well needed and that way he could just focus on you know getting into the spot he needs to be to be as good of a football player as he can be because in my opinion I, he has talent you know he has good he has very good vision solid footwork all that great stuff and he's just a tough running back to tackle you know he has a good mentality on his head which you know some d1 d2 players don't exactly have that and that's saying something so there you go either way wishing all the best to malik williams here i think he could be a very good player uh but he just needs some time so there you go. Coming up next, we're going to talk about our last player, and it's another running back in California. 
All right. Last but not least, we got Noah Sega, the running back from El Camino High School uh, over at Oceanside, California. He's a running back, six foot, 195 pounds. As of right now, he does have a couple offers, including from Pacific University, um, but I do not believe he has committed yet, or at least that's what I can see from his Twitter right now. That being said, you know, let's go ahead and talk about his game here, because I think he's a pretty exceptional running back who may have went under the radar because of California not, you know, having a season, like a real season in the fall, I would say. And that hurt him a little bit because honestly, for those kind of players or for all players who are affected by COVID and whatnot, you know, not having a fall season, it's tough getting recruited if you're playing your senior year in the spring, but you already kind of, you know, college coaches already kind of got their recruiting boards filled up and everyone is signed at this point. So there you go. But I'm going to go ahead and talk about him and some of the things that I really like before I get into all of that. So number one good speed and solid agility you know when he finds a crease in that defense he's probably gone to be honest with you he's probably out of there so there you go another thing i really like is that he just runs tough with a good pad level on a consistent basis there are some guys who don't do that on a consistent basis but noah sega does that time after time again he runs very balanced you know and that's what makes him tough to bring down because he's just a very balanced runner so 101 you know uh i wouldn't say maybe he's somebody who could exactly juke someone out of their shoes and break their ankles but if you try to tackle this dude he'll probably try to slip it and he probably will to be honest with you because he is kind of a bigger back over at six foot 200 pounds that's actually a perfect prototypical uh, size for a running back i would say and so that balance and that ability to just break tackles whenever especially arm tackles is probably his biggest strength uh, one of his biggest strengths at least and is part of his brand i would say as a football player for sure other strengths that i do like about him uh, he has solid vision can make the proper reads uh, shows that, you know, when the ball is in his hands as a receiver that, you know, he could put in some work on the ground for sure. And then uh, he could put in some work on special teams. And he also showed some solid defensive highlights. He has some good defensive plays here that I like. But in my opinion, I think he could probably be a better running back or have more potential as a running back than a defensive player. But still, just having that versatility to play defense is a very very good uh, sign because that also means he could probably be a very good special teams player so there you go but things that i'd like to see improved here uh, this offseason and moving forward agility wise and lateral quickness altogether i think could be improved it's not like bad or like average by any means I, i'd say it's a little bit above average but i like to see him have a little bit more wiggle to him you know be able to make some good cuts here and there uh, and be quick about it and also you know when he's transitioning and making these cuts and uh, trying to move around the field and all that i don't want to see him losing as much speed because i do feel like when he does make some cuts he's like losing speed just slightly every now and then instead of maintaining that speed so i just like to see him get quicker altogether. i think that would be a, a very good thing here the other thing that is in my opinion probably the toughest thing about all of this and this is probably i should have mentioned before but i am going off of just his junior film he hasn't uploaded his senior film yet 
I, I think they might actually still be playing and whatnot, or there might be some gameplay on. Uh, and if I'm wrong, then I'm wrong. But I just haven't seen any senior film yet. And that's a little concerning because I am just going off of junior film right now. So I just wanted to preface that before I move on here. So really, for all I know, he could have worked on his agility and lateral quickness and is a, a lot better now. So... There you go. Or he could have gotten worse. I mean, there's potential for both. Like I said, that's kind of the downside of having a spring senior season. You know, you just don't know what these things, uh, whether you have access to these games or not. And really, you ha either have to go to these games physically to scout this guy or they have to send it to you personally. And that could just be a tough road when it comes to recruiting. So there you go. Um, but lastly here, that's really nothing he could control though. I'm just going to throw that out there. That's nothing he could control. But if I am a defensive or sorry, if I am a college coach, I'm going to look at that and be like, I, I, I don't know. You know, I don't know if there's enough here for me to offer him right away or really make a huge push for him right now he would like i said just like malik you know he would probably need to go to a college go to a tryout go to a walk-on or just make an appearance at a college and prove himself right there right then and ball out just play football right um you know because you could have the film you could have the numbers all that great stuff but at the end of the day can you play you know can you beat the guys that we got on this roster i feel like you can you know i feel like that's not the biggest ask in the world i think he could go into a lot of uh, colleges here and just dominate but you know seeing is believing so that's the biggest thing here uh for noah and you know really that's about it you know maybe i'd like to see a little bit more receiver film that could be improved for sure uh see more runs in between the tackles but altogether, i think he's a pretty solid player he's a very talented player with good athleticism great prototypical size all that stuff um good versatility as well but there are a lot of non unknowns because of covid you know, you, you just, you got to acknowledge that for sure. And so for Noah here, I hope he finds a school that he really likes and whatnot. And we'll take a chance on him because in my opinion, he could be a D1 guy. That's just my honest opinion. He could easily be a D1 guy and just get out there and do his thing and put in work and be great, you know. But he needs that chance. And so for Noah here, uh, Juco wouldn't be bad either. He could probably be a star on the Juco level. Um, in the right situation. In the right situation. You know, there are some tough Juco situations out there. Just got to say that. But he can be a very good player on the Juco level. You know, over here in Colorado, we covered a kid named Sean Kidd. Um, he's a running back. He was great. You know, he's built a lot like Noah, I would say. You know, 5'11", 6 foot. 190 strong guy you know fast guy athletic altogether but just didn't get the offers he wanted so right now he's going to go over to garden city community college over in kansas which was featured on last chance U, and just do his thing you know just go out there and do his thing and you know we believe that he will and he's more than talented to be a d1 guy in our opinion and so check out that episode if you haven't yet also interview we got to talk to him and so uh, if I'm no out there, I would take a look at that because I I don't know. I just think he could be a D1 guy. You know, there's no shame in having patience and being a little humble too. So we'll just have to see moving forward.
But altogether, that'll wrap up this episode of the Playmakers Corner Podcast. Thank you so much for rocking with us. Um, if you are listening to this on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever streaming platform you're at, you might as well leave us a very good review, a good rating and all that. We really appreciate all the good ratings we've had so far and all the support. You know, we want to put more of these kiddos, more of these seniors on who haven't got it as much opportunity or spotlight as they could Um on as much as possible and so you know if you're helping us you're helping them think about it that way or you know you're just a fan and we appreciate that as well but anyways show us some love on social media uh that's instagram facebook tiktok youtube as well twitter you know follow us uh subscribe do all that great stuff and remember if you want to request a player leave their name what position they play where they're from and some film at least two to three minutes of solid film that'd be great just for us to go through and uh you know be able to make a proper evaluation and breakdown but other than that uh best of luck to all these players and y'all have a good day we'll see you later